Okay, so we're here. Welcome to Whoa Nessie. Whoa Nessie. Yay! <laughs> we did it the right time. That's totally fine. right. Okay, awesome. This so. is a show. Oh, I'm Amelia. <laughs> I'm Jade. And this is a show where we talk about beasts and cryptids and monsters and. I guess we don't use the word monster, because that's kind of derogatory. Yeah, but we have been doing a lot of demon-y stuff lately, so. That's true. Those count as monsters. Spirits. Elven, yeah. Elven. Sprites. El- elven creatures <laughs> is what I was trying to say. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> Elf. <laughs> yeah, so we talk about whatever we feel like talking about that week. Or yes. this week, or month, whenever we record, so. Yay. Welcome. Oh, and we have... Welcome. <laughs> and we have a uh, listener question. Finally. Which is not, like, a serious question, but it's my favorite question ever, so I'm going to say it's a listener question. <laughs> okay, let me read it then to you. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know how to use your computer. You made it go away. I did. Okay, there we go. All right, let me not do that again. So this is from at Creature124, or the, dark, the Dork Knight, which I absolutely <laughs> love. On Twitter. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, okay. Whoa, at one SE, Big Bird, the Sesame Street Big Bird, as he specified. Oh, is the n- Big Bird. Is not named the biggest bird. Does this imply that there may be an as yet undiscovered bigger bird? And he did capitalize bigger bird. I would say that the answer to this question is absolutely yes. <laughs> absolutely. There's always a bigger bird, just as there is always <laughs> a bigger fish. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to see an episode where they find and have to defeat the biggest bird. <laughs> the Sesame Street episode? Yes. Big Big Bird versus Biggest Bird? Yes. Fight to the death? Is that, <laughs> to what, the death. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you need to see that? That is exactly what I need to see. Okay. Whoever wins will be the new... <laughs> what color is the charming? biggest bird, though? Uh, probably red. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. The color of, like, scary evil things. So Biggest Bird is not good bird. Oh, no. He's no, no, no. evil bird. He's... <laughs> biggest Bird is evil bird. Okay. All right. I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> so if there was a blue uh, one, would he be, like, Biggest Bird? Is there a Biggest Bird? Maybe the blue one would be smaller because the regular Big Bird is yellow, and so maybe it just goes to the warmer color spectrum as they get larger. So there's, like, a Bird Umber bird. You know, the, like, dark, <laughs> dark yellowish orange color. Yes. I, I so, and he's like a head taller than Big Bird. <laughs> okay. So uh, that sounds very scientific. Yes. Uh, uh, very plausible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I guess my question is, are we talking about like which which universe are we talking about here? Are we talking about our universe? Or are we talking about Sesame Street universe? Or are we talking about the existence of like a man puppet? Oh, that's a fair question. Our universe question. is man puppet Sesame Street, right? Because I think it has to be in universe Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Yeah. But there actually is a large bird that walks and talks and teaches kids alphabet. Yes. Bigger bird is canon, as is biggest bird, as far as I'm concerned. And we in decided the that Sesame Street universe. Biggest bird is the burnt umber color. No, no, no. Biggest bird is the red color, because it's like the farthest you can get on the hot spot. You're kind of in and between. Then, yeah. With bigger in between bird. is bigger bird. All right. Yeah. I think that sounds very plausible. <laughs> so to answer your question at Creature124. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Gracias. And if you have any listener questions for us, uh, send them in to our Twitter, which is at Wonessie, or our email address, which is wonessiepod at gmail.com. Yeah, we got some really nice emails. It was in the same week 
And I was like, this is great. Love getting emails. And then nobody sent us another email again. Yeah, teases. It's really hurt my, <laughs> hurt my feelings. Oh, no. It's all right. I, I ate a piece of candy, and now it's, it's very sour, and it's chewy, and it was a mistake. <laughs> it's never a mistake. Sour candy is the best candy. Jade always brings over sour candy, and she's, a, she's my dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to hear something really gross, Amy? Yes, I do. Uh, have you ever heard of a Polish plate? Spelled P-L-A-I-T. No, like a braid? Kind of. Like a French braid? Kind of. Polish. You've got a look on your face that indicates this might not be. <laughs> this is one of the most disgusting things I've ever read. Okay, I take oh, it Oh, good. Back. I've read quite... Okay. <laughs> Regarding looking up anything for Wonessi, this is quite disgusting. So, uh, the topic that we are going to be discussing today, or the creature that we're going to be discussing today, led me down this, like, horrible rabbit hole. Okay. Um, so a Polish plate, or a plika, or plika, I guess, but I, I think plika like sounds... P-L-I... P-L-I-C-A. C-A, okay. Or trichoma, which That sounds, sounds like really a disease. Sci- yeah, it is in a sense. Uh, is a formation of hair. Um, and so, yeah, it can refer to a hairstyle, which it became a hairstyle after a while, but it usually is referring to a medical condition, and it relates to a system beliefs a system of beliefs in European folklore. So, as I was researching our creature, apparently one of the things that it does, or that it was blamed for, was tangling people's hair up as they slept, um, oh. and then it formed this nasty, horrible-looking thing uh, called a plica. Oh, she's showing or me a, a Polish picture. plate. <laughs> Um, and it was some kind of phenomenon that was occurring, and basically it's when your hair gets so long and nasty and matted and unkempt, it forms this huge matted piece of hair, so like one giant dread, and I can only imagine how that smells. Oh. But it came, it became a hairstyle too. Hmm. So... Uh, it basically just means that they didn't really do their hair and didn't clean it. And, um, it definitely caused a lot of health issues and it became something that could potentially cause disease. And Yeah, you could, I'm sure you could get, like, infected on your scalp. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Like, matting's really bad if, for, like, dogs and stuff. Yeah, and it, like, can pull on the hair. And so, Ooh. anyway, so backing up a little bit. <laughs> So with that delightful entry, please tell me what we're going to learn about this week, Jade. I want to talk to you about a nightmare or a mare, but like a, like a horse? <laughs> kind of. Not at all like a horse. Okay. Although there are some similarities in some of the words that we use, as in the word riding is going to come up a lot. And a lot of the old imagery from uh, artist renderings and paintings and things have horses in them. Okay. But they actually have... It has to be related, right? Because it's mare. And actually, It's like spelled like that too, right? It is spelled that way. Mare. And it must have come from the same place. It's definitely not. Etymology-wise, it doesn't really? even come from the same place. That's so weird. Okay. But I did learn a little bit about the where the word mare comes from, like a horse mare. And that etymology, I'm very... I'll just read it to you. It <laughs> yes, comes, now we must know. <laughs> they're both feminine terms. Feminine terms. Um, but if you are talking about a mare horse, the etymology... I cannot say that word more than once in a row. Etymology. Etymology. Uh, it means female horse, mare does, in, when you're talking about horses, it has a completely different origin than the mare that we're going to be talking about today. But, one possible derived term is a mare's nest, which is an expression for excitement over something which does not exist. (laughs) 
So to me, that was like, well, that's cool, but it's very feminine, and it made me just think of something that I related to a lot. Mare's nest. <laughs> so I got in a mare's nest about bigger bird. Yes, you sure did. <laughs> you got really excited about it. Super but duper excited. Maybe not because it may exist. So that's true. I may or may not have gotten into a mare's nest. Is that how you use it? I have no idea. But that's just one possible derived term for it. Or it was a mare's nest. However, you're supposed to use that phrase. I don't know. The context for this sentence is not quite, not quite, uh... Helpful. Not helpful at all, no. (laughs) Okay. But the term nightmare, um, is not directly connected etymologically. Etymologically. Etymologically, probably, Etymologically. Right? <laughs> we got to have at least one of those moments per episode. <laughs> at least. There might be more than one, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of uh, other language words in this, because there's a lot of folklore behind what a mare is. Okay. Um, but it's not connected directly with the etymology. Okay, well, I'm going to skip that word again. It's not related to the word horse. No, 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 no. <laughs> not the word for female horse, but their homophones meant incubus. Uh, or goblin. And so that's where okay. this word mare comes from. Um, do we want to talk about what it is first, or do you always want to talk about the etymology? The etymology is kind Let's of Let's talk about what it is first, because, yeah. oh, background, Jade is going to be teaching me this this week. Um, so I am the audience surrogate and know nothing. We're trying some different methods here for yes. education. We thought this might be fun. So, yeah. so yeah, I like legitimately do not know what this thing is. It sounds like a female horse to me. Please tell me what a <laughs> nightmare is. Uh, not a female horse, but no. this picture does have a crazy eyed horse watching the, what's going on in this picture with, there's a goblin. There so, we go. <laughs> okay. So a mare uh, in folklore is an evil spirit or a goblin if you're talking about German germanic is it germanic or germanic i always say germanic but i that's purely just like i've only seen it written so yeah I don't know. same goblin in so it's an evil spirit or goblin in germanic and slavic folklore that rides on people's chests while they sleep bringing on bad dreams or nightmares so okay. it comes during the night and it's Gives a mare. Bad dreams. <laughs> so nightmare. Bad okay. dreams. Mm-hmm. Is it like like sucking out your life force or something creepy like that? Um, Seems like a thing that would be. Kind <laughs> of. But they are related and they're similar to the mythical creatures a succubus and an incubus. Oh, So okay. are you familiar with what a succubus and an incubus are? Yes. Okay. Because of television shows. All right. <laughs> I'm familiar with the band Incubus. But oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're but the sex ones, right? The sex they are they are <laughs> the, the sex, sex demons. Yep. <laughs> um, a succubus is the uh, female counterpart to what an incubus is, but basically they're demon uh, demon like supernatural entities that appear in dreams and takes the form of a woman if it's a succubus or a man if it's an incubus, uh, and they seduce the opposite sex usually through sexual activity, which I would assume would be, like, the main way to seduce somebody. Yeah, typically. Unless they just go straight for it, which... <laughs> Unless they're into some weird stuff, I guess. Yeah, that sounds a but little bit... But then it's still sexual activity, if that's what does it for them. <laughs> no kink shaming. <laughs> All right, uh, so they are like that, but not sexual, is basically what Okay. A, what a... So just purely, like, scary bad dreams. Kind of, yes, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Okay. So it's actually kind of cool. It's one of those things where, you know, we've been finding that a lot of these creatures end up being um, the reasons or the 
what people use to explain different things that occur that can't oh, be yeah. explained otherwise. So this is the expl- explanation for nightmares, I guess. Nightmares and sleep paralysis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the thing where you, like, wake up and can't move for a while because your brain hasn't, like, figured out that you're awake yet? Yes. Yeah. I was nodding and I forgot this was a podcast. <laughs> but yes, it is. Okay. Um, that sounds freaky. I don't think I've ever had it, though. I've had it twice, and it's only happened... It's been, like... 12 years or something since it's happened. I was in high school, so. Did it feel like there was a creepy demon sitting on your chest? <laughs> I will tell you the story, but I'll get to that when we start talking about okay. that. Because I kind of want to, I'm trying I'm trying to be, like, not ADD about this <laughs> or ADHD and just be focused on, like, a flow. So, but yes, I do actually have a story. But I think other people, everybody experiences it a little bit differently from mm-hmm. other people. So it just kind of depends on that person's personal experience of what's happened. Um, as far as I know, though, they don't really know what causes it. They don't actually have a good explanation for it, which is terrifying. So it might be mares. Yeah. So is it is it the actual creature is called a mare? Yes. And it causes nightmares? Yes. Okay, so it's or, not the creature called nightmares. No. Wait, it's a mare, and they come at, and they can also be called nightmares, but that's where okay. the word is where we where we why we call it nightmares is because it just is traced back to all these like folklore stories way back when. Okay, so it's kind of an either the nightmare, or thing, and then we kept the word nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Because nightmare, makes sense. like a, they caused bad dreams. Yes. So we just kind of like use the term. Cool. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Am I explaining that well? <laughs> all right. I think so. Close enough. So. Uh, the beliefs is that this mare, uh, okay, so this is where horses comes in, which this sounds really weird and gross and also not really, Good. like, <laughs> it's not really, like, I don't understand it. Um, it says they, the mare was also believed to ride horses, and they put that in quotation marks in this Wikipedia article, so I'm not really sure. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what ride means, why they did it in oh, like quotation marks. Ride horses. I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't intending for this to be rated like. <laughs> More, anything more than PG. This is our most grown-up episode ever. Yes, but um, it says it left them exhausted and covered in sweat by the morning. Huh, okay. Which then it confused... Like the horses or the... The mare. The mare was believed to ride horses, which left them exhausted and covered in sweat by the morning. Okay, that which makes is sense as a thing. Kind like, of, if, why is my horse all tired in the morning? And then they come up with that, there was a monster riding them. <laughs> no, I think they were talking about the, like, the, the nightmare. Oh, okay. I thought it was the horses were tired after the nightmares had been riding them. Those damn homophones are confusing the heck out of me. It really is kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also that... The mare could the nightmare got the devil demon spirit right the monster not the horse the monster mare yes could also <laughs> entangle the hair of sleeping man or beast resulting in mare locks uh, or and then mare braids or mare tangles or the Polish plate yes right? exactly that's <laughs> that belief specifically probably originated as an explanation to the Polish plate phenomenon, which is a hair disease, is which I started this whole podcast off with. There we go. Because I had to look up what that was, and I was horrified. It looks very bad, listeners. It (laughs) does. We'll post pictures. It's nasty looking. Um, So they were saying that even trees were thought to be ridden by the mare, and that's why some of some trees have branches that are all entangled in things. They're oh. like undersized pine trees growing on coastal rocks and on wet ground areas um, in Sweden are called mare pines uh, because of that. So they'll just like tangle up whatever. Yeah. That's their thing. They tangle. Tangling mm-hmm. and bad dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another belief was that mares included witches who took on the form of animals 
uh, when their spirits went out and about while they were in a trance. So, okay. Gotta so these, blame everything on witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, frogs, cats, horses, hares, dogs, oxen, birds, and often bees and wasps, which that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so if you see any animal at night, it's probably going to turn into a demon and sit on you and give you bad dreams later. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't like bees and wasps very much. No, me neither. Those have their own bad things other than giving you bad dreams. I do like honey, though, so I appreciate those kinds of bees. That's true. Wasps are useless. Wasps can go just die somewhere. Yeah. We have a lot of wasps. Yeah, we do. Anyways. <laughs> so what do they What do they look like? I saw, you showed me the one picture where we're sitting on the lady's chest and it looked like a little, like, gargoyle monster. It like a little mini troll kind yeah, of. Yeah, a little troll guy. They're really, I don't think that they really have a set imagery um because if we're talking about the sleep paralysis and the types of visions and hallucinations that go along with that um it it's very wide it's very varied based on the person who's so it's just whatever you see i actually did not know that hallucinations came along with that that makes it way scarier yeah exactly (laughs) So so you wake up you can't move and also you're like seeing some sort of weird yeah stuff oh gosh yeah but but here so there are different By region, there are different types of visuals for that. But if you're talking about, I guess if it's related to, like, what a succubus or an incubus is, then it's going to be person. It's going to look like a person. It's going to take the form of a a demonic person. Yes. Although, whew, this one's real scary. Little (laughs) little troll creature. I feel like they need to be kind of smallish. That's sort of what I'm picturing. If it's, like, sitting on somebody's chest, so it's, like, a little smallish Smallish creature that yeah, looks like a I've, little creepy gargoyle guy. I keep on going back to gargoyles in my brain. Well, that's because this one looks kind of like a gargoyle yeah. the way sitting and crouching. But I always think of gremlins, which we oh, need to do yeah. an episode of gremlins. We should get together, watch the movie, and then do an episode. Yes, that would be probably entertaining because I have never seen gremlins. I've never seen gremlins either. Really? Oh, ooh, okay. Don't go see it without me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Note taken. <laughs> so, um, in Scandinavia, the mare uh, is attested as early as in the Norse, mm, not re- not pronouncing that word, Linglinga saga from the 13th century. Sure. Um, ooh, there are some words in here. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say they were in Norse stuff. I'm actually Norse reading mythology. Yes. King Van Landy and Svigo. I don't know how to, that's not a letter in our alphabet. Okay. Sveg something. Um, Uppsala, which I don't know how to pronounce that, but I am reading a book that's actually talking about Uppsala right now. Or oop, oop, oh. Uppsala? Uppsala? Sounds like uh, Epsilon, like the... Yeah. It's just spelled... Uppsala. Yeah, right? Looks like, yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. So okay. it's a place. You know what makes me feel a lot better is listening to other podcasts and hearing that we are not the only ones that struggle with pronouncing things. I feel like it's not so bad to not know how to pronounce things because that usually means that you've just read it instead of heard it said, which means you read. Which and that's means, good. Which Reading's good. <laughs> we're, we are well read, but not well said. <laughs> right? I like it. <laughs> I just made that up in my head. I thought it had a Very really nice good. ring to it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So <laughs> are you okay? What? Oh, yes. I'm just... I get kind of weird Braxton Hicks, and so I have to sort of like lift my belly up so if you see me doing that that's what's happening okay just (laughs) let me know if you need to take a minute i'm just here like squishing my stomach farther into my body (laughs) no big deal a little alien (laughs) being that's growing inside of you sure okay (laughs) i'm getting kicked right now (laughs) 
We're good. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know how to transition <laughs> from that. Okay. Ready? Yes. Where did I leave off? We were talking about pronouncing things. Yeah, we were talking about pronunciation, and I think it was, like, Swedish. Yeah, I just realized I was reading, like, skimming this again, and man, some of these words. There's too <laughs> many, I don't, there, there are, like, this one has, like, a vowel at the beginning and a vowel at the end, and everything in between is <laughs> consonants, so I don't, that's not a word I'm going to It's pronounce. letter soup. Yeah, you can just, uh, I'll just tell the general gist of the story. You can insert the word snicklefritz or something. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Okay, so back to what I was saying, the Scan- in Scandinavia, I guess they call them sagas, which I imagine is a Ooh. lot like an, what an epic would be called, or a story, a folklore-type story. Um, so there was a king, and he lost his life to a nightmare. Um, it was conjured by a Finnish sorceress, hired by the king's abandoned wife. Wait, so they can kill you? I guess. This is this is where they were thinking it started in the 13th century. Okay, that's getting a lot more severe I mean, than I was it does talk a lot about horses. So you, I mean, like, yes and no, but it do, it's very confusing with the etymology, the fact that they're homophones, but then they also don't really, like, have anything to do with horses, but then they ride you, but then they ride horses themselves, so there's a lot of crossover here. I feel like they're at least here. horse adjacent. Horse adjacent. Yes. That's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we're going to say about this creature. Okay, so that was potentially the original nightmare legend, right? Um, yeah, well, in the in Norse sagas, I guess. Okay, so. original Norse nightmare. Yeah, on their side. But I guess every region has their explanation for it, but they're mm-hmm. all, I feel like they're all very, they're, you're like Scandinavia and then German and um, your Slavic countries, so like Russia and stuff are going to have most of the history. Those all sound like very cold places to me. I wonder if you're more likely to have sleep paralysis if it's cold or something. Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. It's Amy's theory of the week. (laughs) I mean, that that would make sense. Or if because maybe they have longer like winter periods too, oh, where it's true, darker yeah. for a long. But then you would think like northern countries like um, Iceland, Iceland and, and stuff too. Yeah, and I don't whatever. Know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not scientists, okay? We're pseudoscientists. We're wildly theorizing. <laughs> uh, so he had broke regardless. Okay, whatever happened, I guess with the king, he basically killed. He abandoned his wife. He had broken his promise to return within three years. I don't know where he went. It didn't really say. Um, and then after ten years, his wife had engaged that sorceress. To lure the king back to her, uh, or failing that to assassinate him. And so he had gone to sleep, and then he started complaining that the nightmare, quote, rode him. But I think when they say rode, they think they just mean, like, sit on him. But then he did say that it trod on his legs to the point of breaking, and then seized his feet and fatally pressed down on his head. These are all in quotes. Man, so So. basically it can smush you. Yeah, exactly. It's trample and (laughs) smush you. Okay, so tangles your hair, gives you nightmares... And will trample and smoosh you yeah. to take, death. Take your your ability to move away. Take your ability to breathe really well because they're sitting on your chest. So I don't like these things. According to another saga, uh, Scandinavian saga, um, Thorkel, I can pronounce this, Thorkel Silver. Thorkel? Thorkel. But they well, that's the baby name. We found it. Thorkel. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unisex. Love it. Yeah. Um, he, Thorkel Silver had a dream about riding a red horse that barely touched the ground, which he interpreted as a positive omen, but then his wife said, nah, I don't think so. She thought it 
the mayor signified a man's fetch, which I had to look up fetch too. Do you know what a fetch is? No, I don't. Fetch in folklore is another word for like a doppelganger, but sightings are regarded as omens usually for impending death. So oh. like if you were to be walking around and then you happen to see your doppelganger somewhere or your quote fetch, then it's an omen you're going to die. And you should yell at them, stop trying to make fetch happen <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll go away. Uh, yes. <laughs> Exactly. And then you put on those gold hoop earrings. Or was it silver? Yeah. Was it white gold? I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what I, you know what I was going with that. Um, <laughs> Insert reference here. Right. But I don't understand, because it said that it was his fetch. I guess a mare signified a man's fetch, which, I mean, if he was riding a horse, I mean, obviously that's not his doppelganger unless he looks like a horse. Yeah, I'm confused. Is it, is it the dream him that was... The doppelganger that was riding the horse? I think she was just saying that seeing a mare in your dream like that is kind of like seeing your own fetch. It's probably what she was saying. Sure. I don't know. I, lots of rabbit holes in this this whole People research. People had a lot of weird theories back then. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. I mean, I wish yeah. we were just this ima- imaginative. Yeah, making up all sorts of, like, dream meanings. Mm-hmm. She also said that the red color boded bloodiness, which makes sense. That makes sense. Riding red yes. horse that's barely touched the ground, and this guy's like, I'm having a dream, I'm riding a horse, I'm flying, it's Whee! awesome. And then his wife's like, mm, no, you're gonna die. It's that's kind of really mean. She, mean, like, ruined really his mean. dream. <laughs> I was riding a horse. I'd Sounds be, dope. I'd wake up being really upset that I woke up from that dream. Um, so this association of the nightmare with a fetch is thought to be of late origin. Um, so it was something later on that was probably like well if you're seeing mares then that's a bad omen basically huh. or if you're having sleep i'm assuming if you're having sleep paralysis or having these kinds of dreams of being ridden or riding and then yeah and if it's usually a nightmare then it makes sense that people would think it's a bad omen if it's like scary yeah scary horse dreams although he, he seemed to enjoy I'm, i can imagine him sitting up in bed and be like i had the Honey, best dream listen. <laughs> she's like oh you're gonna die <laughs> Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then another source, uh, another saga, um, accused. Uh, this, there was another sorceress. Her name is Jer. Gyrid. I don't know. It's kind of. It's got some extra letters in there. That's the middle name, Thorkel Gyrid. Yeah. Mhm. I want you to look at this word though, real quick. Okay. Er Erbigia. Erbigia. I guess it depends on how they do their, because this is how they, this is how they spell Thorkel. I mean, Thorkel is, they wrote well, it yeah, out. Well, yeah, that certainly looks like Thorkel. And that's silver, even though it looks like sil- silfry. Oh, they got all sorts of fancy letters. Mm-hmm. Sure do. I don't know, Norse people. Yeah. Kind of cool, though. <laughs> totally. Um, they, so that sorceress assumed the shape of a knight rider or a, quote, ride by night. I guess that's just a loose translation. Mm-hmm. Causing serious trampling bruises on uh, some guy named Gunlog Thorbjornsson. Poor Gunlog. Gun- Gun- Gunlog Thorbjornsson. Huh. Okay, so, yeah, these nightmare things are definitely a lot more corporeal than I was anticipating. Meaning? If they're all, like, bruising you up, like they're physical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. I was thinking it was just, like, purely a psychological dreamscape thing. Yeah, but who knows if these are, like, based on true accounts or if it was, like, I heard from Thorkel, who heard from (laughs) Bjorn, who heard from so-and-so that... Rumble still skin, totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh, Rump, that poor dude. And then, like, maybe that guy doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm saying? And everybody's just telling him, telling everybody else about Rumpelstiltskin's horrible horse dream. Mm-hmm. In though, even though that were, yeah. So it's possible that was just kind of like a story. Who knows? Or maybe someone literally got bruised. 
by a demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess, are they demons? They're not demons, right? They're demon-like, I think. Demonish. They're... They're demony. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Depends on yes. which belief. And then they look different depending on who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because here... So, this doesn't really explain... This one... In Scandinavia, they're very like, oh, it's all horse-based, okay? In Germany, um, they're more like elven-type creatures. Oh, I think, didn't we, in the uh, Changelings episode, there was a lot of German stuff about elves. Yeah. I think the elves is a big thing in Germany. But elves might just be their general word for any kind of creature that crosses yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-all that, term for supernatural yeah, stuff. Yeah, anything that crosses yeah. that, that uh, what am I trying to say? Not barrier, but the universe uh, the alternate. The curtain between worlds. Yeah, what is that word called? I don't know. I'm doing this thing with my hand that's signifying <laughs> the, one side and the other side. All right, well, you get what I'm saying. Liminal spaces. Something. That's yeah. a thing. Uh, but this right here, there's like some there's some poem here. It's in German and in English because I wasn't going to read the German one. Although I did go on this whole like weekend-long thing where I watched a bunch of like German tween horse movie and then I started listening to a lot of German music for like a weekend. Well, like, that sounds fun. <laughs> It's very uh, international of you. Yeah, I watched. We I watched a on it. Japanese reality show um, called Terrace House on Netflix, yeah. and it's freaking delightful. Netflix has some really good foreign uh, TV. It's very fun, except that I always like to like do like five other things while I'm watching TV, so it's hard if it's subtitles because then I have to actually look at the screen. Yeah, <laughs> this one was dubbed over, and then I had to go back and listen to all of the songs and the raps that they did within the movies oh, in German yeah. because they sounded a lot better. And the translation from German, it sounds really stupid. They translated the actual, like, songs and stuff, too? Yeah, and they still rhymed. Huh, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> But I really like the German version better. It doesn't sound as stupid. Original version is always going to sound better, yeah. Yeah, because some, you know when you translate things, it's like, that sounds really, like, doesn't there's quite no work. word for that, and yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. Um, so here's this, I'll just read it real quick. Do you want me to read it? It doesn't yeah. rhyme. I bet you it rhymes in German. Here I am lying down to sleep. No nightmare shall plague me. Until they have swum through all the waters that flow upon the earth and counted all the stars that appear in the skies. Thus help me, God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. So I think that's just some kind of charm prayer that German folklorist Franz Felix Adelbert Kuhn uh, has a charm slash prayer that he used to ward off mares. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to get to me, you got to swim all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. first. Count all the stars. And count all the stars. Mm -hmm. That's assuming they can count. I I don't know what their level of education is. Yeah, if they can't count, that would make it even harder. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So in Polish folklore, these are all the Slavic countries. Um, So in Poland, uh, Zmora or Amara are the souls of living people that leave the body during the night. And they were seen as wisps of straw or hair or as moths. Like if you die at night? Um, or is it more of a like astral projection sort of situation? Uh, it doesn't go into detail. About oh, okay. This. It was just talking about the soul that the mares were the souls of living people that left the body during the oh, night. Oh, okay. Maybe, I, I'm a, maybe it's one of those things where you have an out of body experience and that's what they're referring to. Not necessarily death, uh-huh. but if you've ever talked to anybody who've had, and I think that goes along and maybe I'll touch on that when I go back to the sleep paralysis topic, but I think that's something that some people have during sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Is it, is their soul? Like they feel like they like are looking down on themselves. Yes. And... Have you ever heard of people? People telling that story, those oh, stories. Oh yeah, for sure. That's insane to me. That is freaky. Yeah, so maybe that's that's there. 
description of it, or as moths. I don't know why moths, but um, moths are kind of like creepy and otherworldly. Catch the light. Yeah, and they're they're really terrible at. They only come out flying. at night. <laughs> they are really bad at flying. Yeah, I caught one the other day in our house because it they, it's like as soon as I open the door from outside, if there's a light, it's like. Psh- on the light. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, that's a death sentence, but it fell onto our table in the living room. So I caught it. Mods threw are it back outside. Smart. I know. Were you um were you dating Jordan when they were our husbands were roommates in college when the guys had um that moth that was outside in the hallway outside? That of really apartment? giant one? Yes. I think so. That was so cool. It was like the size of like your hand or something and it was this big, like really pretty moth that was just chilling there. Yeah. I think it was probably dead. Was it? <laughs> I mean, it didn't move for like a couple weeks, right? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Or maybe I, it just I remember came that. Back it was that. in the hallway. Know. It would move in the hallway, like the outside oh, hallway. Oh, it would move? I, okay. Maybe it didn't. But I do remember that. I hope it wasn't but dead. But I've seen those every now and then, too. Yeah, it was really pretty and really big. It was really cool. Maybe it was they someone's so, soul. They seem so fragile. Mm-hmm. I hope it wasn't somebody's soul. <laughs> Especially if it was dead. Yeah, why are you hanging out in a college apartment complex, someone's soul? I just want to party. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> um, accordingly, Pol- the Polish, m- m- I don't know if it's Mara or Mara, Czech Mura de- in the Czech Mura denote both a kind of elf or spirit as well as a sphinx moth or night butterfly. So okay. other Slavic languages have cognates that have the double meaning of moth as well, so... I like the idea of moths as some sort of, like, otherworldly, supernatural thing. I think they are kind of that way, though, because yeah. you see a lot of ta- people with tattoos and things, they get the moths as, like, a symbolic type of... Oh. I think they do have some kind of symbolic meaning and... I'm gonna have to look into moth mythology now, because I have never really heard of that, but I'm into it now. It makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if it just has to do with, like, they're, like, a night butterfly, because they they come out at night and it's something... Yeah. Like, relatable to the souls souls real flighty and fragile flying around in the moonlight dusty i always think of moths being really dusty yeah so in northwestern russia and south russian traditions uh mara means a female character similar to kikimura which i'm not sure what kikimura is so let's just click that Um, and in their beliefs it's usually uh invisible okay yeah the mare is kikimura is a legendary creature a female house spirit um like a house elf yeah like Like a bad spirit (laughs) oh they're bad okay like creature good ones too they she lives behind the stove or in the basement and then usually produces noises similar to those made by the mice for scratching in order to obtain food okay and they were the first traditional explanation for sleep paralysis so basically a little house spirit that just causes problems and looks kind of like a weird bat bird that's kind of charming bat bird rat creepy little mischievous thing with a little oh it's got a little pointy nose and chicken feet and a little, like, scarf on its head. Little rat feet. Real rat, rat claws. Yeah. And a cute little scarf. So Adorable. <laughs> that's their version of a mare is a uh, character similar to that, Kikimura. Uh, but usually they're invisible, but they can take the form of a woman with long flowing hair, which she combs, sitting on a yarn. Okay. Not yarn, just a yarn. A just, yarn. Just one <laughs> yarn. So according to other sources, the Mara is black and shaggy and also a terrible and disheveled looking creature. Hmm. So again, well, very different. many different <laughs> forms, but it probably had to do with something, the fact that people were saying different things. Uh, in Croatian, Mora refers to a nightmare and a Mora or a Mara is one of the spirits from ancient Slav mythology. 
Okay. It's a dark spirit that takes form of a beautiful woman and then visits men in their dreams, torturing them with desire and dragging life out of them. Which so sounds like more like succubus. Yeah. yeah. In Serbia, it's Mora, and there's a masculine and feminine uh, version of that word that I'm not going to try to pronounce. <laughs> nope, not going to try. I was thinking about it, and then I said, <laughs> then I said no. Um, and then they were just nor- known as something slightly different in Romania. So all these countries have their own form of it, which is kind of interesting when you have large groups of people all thinking the same thing. Yeah. That seems to lead credence to a myth. Absolutely. Definitely. And absolutely means that it's true. That is <laughs> a thing. Totally. So. so sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, they have, like, the same version. Like, they call it a night-goer in Hungary. In Estonia, they call them a presser or a cold shoe. Those are the, like, English versions of those words. Yeah. <laughs> and in Thailand, the phenomenon is actually well-documented and called a piam. Huh. P meaning ghost. P. There we go. Spelled P-E-E. Ghost. Well, that's just rude to the ghosts. <laughs> and then Buddhists wear amulets blessed by monks to ward off spirits such as these. And in Turkey, it's known as an ominous presser. Or care. An that's... ominous presser. That's cool. And well, very descriptive. Again, all English translations well, of yes, words obviously. that I cannot pronounce <laughs> because that one's not even in our language. That's in Thai. I like Thai terms language. when they're very literal like that. Me too. An ominous presser. Ominous presser. Yes. Okay, so... Not to be confused with the garlic presser. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if there are so many different, like, everybody has their own version of this, I assume that sleep paralysis is probably very common. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So do you have, you had some, like, sleep paralysis factoids for me, right? Yes. Well, so my experience with sleep paralysis, I was in high school, and people say that it is related to stress. Mm. Um, I don't remember, I didn't see anything, but I had a, I had a, an inception type dream, like a dream inside of a dream. And that oh, was what freaky. was so terrifying. So, so you like woke up or you like thought you woke up and then you were actually still dreaming and then you woke up again? Yes. Like, okay, yeah. So I was in high school. I, th- I don't remember how old, like what level of high school, but I was in high school and I sat up in my bed and I tried to scream, but I couldn't. Ooh, I hate And I that. was freaking out. You know what though? To come to think of it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that I like saw something, but I had this feeling that something was... The, like, Wrong. feeling of dread thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, not that somebody was in my room, per se, but that there was something... Something horrible scary. is wrong. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people have that feeling, too. And I sat up, tried to scream, couldn't scream, and then realized that I was still asleep because then I opened my eyes and I was laying down. Oh, that's freaky. It was so terrifying. <laughs> and on top of that, I thought I was suffocating. I couldn't really breathe because... Ooh. But I remember being... I wasn't laying on my back. And so that's what a lot of people, they like, sitting on their chest... I think I was laying on my, like... So I sleep on my side, uh-huh. or like half side, half stomach, and I think that's how I was laying, but my head was turned to the side, and I couldn't move, and that feeling of like, yes, pressing, but also I couldn't move any of my, anything. I thought I was, I thought I was dying. I legit, that's the first freaky. time it happened. Yeah. Second time it happened, I think it was similar. I don't remember having a dream about it, or having any kind of dream around it. It's possible I did, but it's been so long, and again, it was just that I opened my eyes, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't call I couldn't talk but eventually I started getting like movement back and feeling back so it's kind of like those dreams where you like are trying to like run away from something and can't move or I've definitely had the like want to scream but can't scream dreams too yeah those are freaky but it's all you actually like think you're awake yeah well this in this case I was awake because after I woke up from that, after I sat up and realized I was in a dream after waking up again, but for real, I'm laying there in bed with my eyes open thinking, like, I can't move. And oh, that's I'm trying, so freaky. My brain is doing that thing where, like, I imagine, I think of that scene in, in Kill Bill where she's sitting in the car and she's like, 
wiggle your toe. Have you seen that movie? I actually have not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so she's been in a coma forever, and so her legs don't work, and so I imagine it's like, it was like that. Like, like willing yourself to move. Yes. Yeah. And eventually it came back, but um, it was really scary. So just a brief, like, actual definition of it it's when during awakening or falling asleep one is aware but unable to move and so during an episode you can hear feel or see things that are not there okay um it often results in fear which seems very (laughs) Uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) makes sense um and then episodes generally last less than a couple of minutes and it can occur as a single episode or be recurrent man less than a couple of minutes if it was like a full minute that would be really really freaky that's a long time yeah it's terrifying so the condition occurs in those who are otherwise healthy. Um, people with ne- narcolepsy get it, though, too, and it can sometimes run in families as a result of a specific genetic huh. change. Um, it can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. That all makes sense. They think that it, the underlying mechanism involves a dysfunction with REM sleep, or REM sleep, um, but it's different based on what uh sorry i got distracted because i keep getting phone calls from freaking london people in yeah london. i get just constant unknown numbers Same. <laughs> get the right phone number people yeah call it unless that's a sales call in which case stop calling <laughs> i'm with you on that got distracted okay so it's a rim sleep thing so it's like the cycles like you is it that you like wake up at the wrong time of a cycle and like your body hasn't caught up to where your brain is when you're awake they don't really know okay that seems like it would be a thing yeah because there is that there is that release of and i couldn't even remember now i'd have to look it up but there is that uh relief uh i guess it's like some kind of melatonin where when you're going to sleep your body naturally produces a sort of paralysis type chemical in your brain to keep you from getting up and acting out your dreams. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't forget what that's called. I could so probably you, find it in here. If you're like a sleepwalker, is that because that's not working right? Yes. Aha. There are some kind of there's a disconnect in the amount. I, I don't think it's I guess it's a hor I guess it's a hormone type makes sense. release. So um, but they were saying that, I mean, the research, and it says the pathophysiology of sleep paralysis has not been concretely identified, but there are several theories about its, about its cause. And the first one is from the understanding that it's a parasomnia resulting from dysfunctional overlap of REM in waking stages of sleep. Like exactly what you said. Okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you're, you're a scientist. I should be a sleep researcher. You should be. <laughs> um, polysomnographic studies found that individuals who experience the sleep paralysis have short shorter REM sleep latencies than normal, along with shortened NREM or NREM. I don't know how, I don't know how they pronounce these things. I say REM, (laughs) but I think of REM, like the band, but that's what they're named after. I feel like REM cycle is like a thing, like you say the thing, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You probably do say REM. Yes, so REM sleep cycles and then fragmentation of REM sleep. Hmm. So regular sleeping patterns can instigate disturbance of the regular sleeping patterns can instigate sleep paralysis because fragmentation of REM sleep commonly occurs when sleep patterns are disrupted and now has been seen in combination with sleep paralysis. Huh. That was a really round sentence that basically just repeated itself. It was. I feel like I didn't get much out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well. But it sounded very smart, so I just went, huh. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so basically sleep paralysis disrupted REM cycles. Okay. Um, Another major theory uh, is that when you your neural functions that regulate sleep are out of balance, it causes different sleep states to overlap, which is kind of the same oh. thing, except for that when you, you're in different wave, you know, I guess. Yeah, have. so it's not, not 
rather than being not lined up right, it's actually, like, both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah. Brains are weird. I (laughs) am fascinated by all of the things that occur. They can break in, like, very interesting ways. (laughs) Yeah, and how we develop self-awareness and have a conscience outside of just a bunch of mush that has electric waves going through it. Yeah. It's like a chemical. Big, like, what, 20-pound jello mold. Is it <laughs> How much do brains not weigh? Not 20 pounds. Not 20 pounds. No, I don't that think, seems too much. I think that's a lot. Um, <laughs> My brain weighs 20 pounds. <laughs> Men weighs 21 pounds. You <laughs> got a fat brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. I'm not going to go into detail about that because there's a lot of uh, brain things. There may also be a problem with the regulation of melatonin, which under normal circumstances regulates the serotonergic serotonergic uh-huh serotonin neural population so that's i think what that kind of goes with what i was talking about with the the imbalances and yeah like the hormones are wrong and so it's messing up yeah it's so melatonin (laughs) is typically awesome summary the hormones are wrong and it's messing up with this episode (laughs) but i love this kind of stuff i probably should have done a little bit more research but i'm just gonna wing it (laughs) So brain, brain broke, mm-hmm. saw scary, yeah, felt scary, monster. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so this is before they probably knew anything about the brains, and they were like, well, this is what it is, mm-hmm. other world of the being. Yes. Um, but then they talk about the hallucinations and how they can be linked to pathologic neurophysiology. Like a brain tumor or something? Mm-hmm. So like the belief that there's an intruder in the room or an incubus and vestibular motor sensation, so anything that you're actually feeling, feeling. Well, vestibular, oh, like, so I guess, is... like, so the feeling of not being able to breathe or something pressing down. Although that might just be the paralysis and thing. And causing, like, cold sweat and panic and your heartbeat increase. Or you're, you're dropping, I guess, too. Uh-huh. Um, the neurological hypothesis is that in sleep paralysis, these mechanisms, which usually coordinate body movement and provide information on body position, become activated, and because there is no actual movement, induce a floating sensation. So then that's when people start getting that, like, out-of-body experience feeling. Okay, I wonder if that's where, like, flying dreams come from. Possibly. Or you know that that feeling, probably it has something to do with the fact that you feel like you're falling, you know, like right when you're about to fall asleep and all of a sudden you jump because Uh like you're falling off a cliff or something like that. I had that recently. Did you really? Mm -hmm. It's always such a weird feeling too because it's like this in-between sense of like consciousness and unconsciousness where it's a whole different kind of feeling. Yeah, it's usually when I'm just about to fall asleep and you're like, was I asleep for that or was I not? It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that just reminded me of something that might have been similar to, I don't think, it wasn't a sleep paralysis thing, but I recently had this thing where I woke up in the middle of the night because that's what I do now and rolled over to go to my other side and like saw creepy demon face thing and was like, ah! And then I think woke up. Like, That's, I think I was dreaming that I that was rolling over. That was all you reacted with was a, ah, because I would have screamed bloody murder if I had seen something like that. It was kind of a weird thing where I think my brain knew it wasn't real because I wasn't actually all that scared about it. But then I, like, I think was still asleep when that happened and then woke up and was like, oh, that was, was I asleep or was I awake or what just happened there? And so I don't know if that was a, like hallucination thing that my brain was doing or if I was just dreaming that and then woke up. Weird. Maybe it was like a little bit of a premonition about this episode. (laughs) 
Like, you knew it was going to be something that we were talking about. Or maybe it was my fetch. <laughs> Let's giggle about our impending death omen. Yay! <laughs> maybe I saw my fetch. So fetch. So fetch. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> so fetch. Uh, but, okay, so a lot of other sciencey brain things and the fact that our brains are trying to do what they normally do, but instead there's some kind of cross-wiring with the functions and... Then there's hypervigilant states, and so then it talks about a lot of different things. Uh, We don't necessarily need to go into detail about that, but that's essentially what sleep paralysis is. I guess if you're interested, there are some statistics about how common it is. Oh, yeah, how common is it? Um, So common and not serious. Uh, Between 8% and 50% of people experience sleep paralysis at some time. So that's Uh, that's a wide range. super wide. (laughs) Uh, About 5% have regular episodes. Okay. Males and females are affected equally, so gender equality, I'm into that. Uh, (laughs) Sleep paralysis has been described throughout history, so it is believed to have played a role in the creation of stories about alien abduction and other paranormal events. Like mares. Exactly, except that alien abductions and other paranormal events are probably true, so. (laughs) Yes. I mean, so are mares. (laughs) Let's not get our science mixed up here, okay. Um, But there are different kinds of classifications. Um, Some episodes can occur because of medical conditions like narcolepsy and hypokalemia. Hmm. What is that, Jade? I don't know. When episodes (laughs) occur (laughs) independent of these conditions or substance use that's called isolated. They talked about something called sleep hygiene as like a treatment. Oh yeah, that's the thing where you're supposed to like have a bedtime routine that you do every night and diffuse lavender oil and sleep in a cold room and make sure it's dark and quiet yeah yeah all the Um, different sleep things you're supposed to do that lifestyle articles tell you will change your life have you tried any of them yeah it actually totally works really (laughs) i feel like yeah generally it's a good idea i was making fun of it because i was being a dick (laughs) (laughs) but But i've tried it it's great and it's perfect And it does everything for me that it says it will. No, I've been getting... I'm very strict with my sleep stuff now because when you're pregnant, sleep is impossible. Really? Just because nature is mean and just never wants me to sleep again, I guess. I'm really sorry. At all. Yeah, so I've got this special... You saw my snoogle. (laughs) You have a snoogle. Yes, I have a giant... I thought somebody was laying in her bed. It scared me. (laughs) I was like, is somebody here? (laughs) What? No, yes. So I've got a giant pillow that, like wraps me in pillowy comfort. Does it have a man's face on <laughs> that one? Have you seen that? Like those body pillows yeah. that have the, like, anime No, you have a husband, right I understand. It's not necessary. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> the dog likes to steal it from me. But yeah, so I got the giant pillow, and I always turn the air down really low so it's cold and John hates it but I I sleep better when it's cold oh yeah it makes such a difference and I need the fan on and I diffuse my essential oils because I'm become a hippie now and all sorts of stuff I have a lot of strategies well that's probably why you've never experienced sleep paralysis then maybe well it's not like I've always done this I've only done this recently because sleep eludes me yeah see and the thing for me what I do is that I just make myself so tired that I fall asleep where I'm eating or I'm on my phone or something, which is really poor That habits. probably doesn't work very well. <laughs> well, I'll, or I'll do, like, a, I have, like, an app that I can do, like, crossword puzzles on, and so I'll do that oh, until yeah. I get really tired my eyes can't open. Ooh, do you have the thing on your phone where it changes, it, like, does the color shift at night? Yeah. Yeah. That's apparently very important. Sometimes I can't tell, though, that it's color shifted. I've t- got mine turned Still on, up right. turned up pretty high, so mine's pretty obvious. Mine's pretty high, too, but then... 
under the covers when it's really dark out, uh, outside of it. It's still That's still going to hurt your eyes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they also talk about cognitive behavioral therapy and antidepressants helping with that, hmm. which it makes sense that it's all brain functioning. Yeah, mess with your chemicals. Yeah. Fix them. <laughs> the closest thing I've had to sleep paralysis recently is waking up with my cat laying on my chest because she's hungry and she wants me to feed her. <laughs> Another explanation. Yeah. She'll sleep like on my neck sometimes, like on my chest, on my on my neck. And it's That's usually rude. on the weekends when we're sleeping in and she's used to being fed at like 6.30 feed in the morning. Feed me. I'll lay on your face until you feed me. Not as scary as a, as a uh, what are we talking about? Mare. Well, didn't you say earlier that they could shape shift into different animals in some mythology? So maybe your cat is just a mare. <laughs> maybe she is. <laughs> Not that they shape shift, but they like... T- they like possess the form of an animal is what, oh, it, was okay. what it sounded like to me i guess yeah they talk about it uh so mare they took, took on the form the cat. oh no i guess they do shapeshift took on the form of animals when their spirits went out so they were like out and about as a frog so if you were in a scary movie you would wake up and the cat would be like on your chest and you couldn't breathe very well and you'd be like oh my gosh tonks get off me uh and like you wouldn't be able to get the cat on you and you'd be like oh the cat's too heavy why is the cat so heavy and then you'd like look over and see (gasps) your cat sitting across the room and be like what and i'd be really upset that she wasn't saving me at that moment (laughs) Ooh, that'd be really scary I don't like that. Thanks I feel like for I did a good nightmare. scare. I did a good spook. <laughs> <laughs> and you're smiling at me, and now I'm going to have horrible nightmares about it. Sweet. <laughs> My bad. All right. Well, thank you for that. But that's pretty much it. I mean, I really have always been interested in sleep paralysis because it's a, ba- a brain thing, and I love neurology and, I guess, pathophysiology and stuff. But I think uh, that also anything that can explain, like, paranormal anything, it's super paranormal things are good yeah i am always into that kind of stuff nice Mm -hmm. anything else that you wanted to add or ask or anything like that that you can think of oh gosh i guess we could talk talk about whether or not it's a plausible that's true yeah well we spent like half the episode talking about possible explanations unfortunately but (laughs) here's what i like to think is that Probably it's just your brain being weird and messing up, Mm -hmm. but also I don't know that I believe in ghosts and spirits and paranormal activity type things, but sometimes I like to think about it and I listen to a lot of those podcasts that talk, I've got ghost stories and stuff where people write in and write about their ghost stories. I really (laughs) enjoy it. And so in that sense, I do kind of sort of like the idea that there is some kind of paranormal spiritual type crossover of worlds. Yeah. That and you cause were, those type of reactions. And you were saying with the sleep paralysis stuff, like, they're not really sure why that happens, so... Yeah. Maybe it happens because there are creepy demon things. Exactly. <laughs> totally could be. Okay, yeah, so, I guess first off, would you want to be friends with a nightmare? <laughs> Depends. If it was, like, some cool, like, spirit moth, like, the... Ooh. That one idea, possibly, because it'd be kind of cool to have, like, a little, like, fairy moth to... I can see, like, a cool... I think I'm picturing, like, a cool, like, cartoon, like, a Studio Ghibli sort of, like, very artsy cartoon, and it's all in, like, blue tones, and there's moonlight streaming through a window, and then the moth kind of, like, comes through your window and, like, alights on your forehead. Yeah, and, like, tells you some kind of, like, yeah. fortune, like, good Yeah, fortune. I feel like that should be giving you, like, a good or, like, cool dream, though, mm-hmm. rather yeah. than a scary dream. And as long as it's not a bad omen or a fetch, uh, I'm all about horseback riding dreams, because I true. enjoy, I love horses. Mm-hmm. Majestic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, no. Yeah. This this so, picture of this goblin thing sitting on that chest of that lady. Mm-mm. No, not, thank you. Not a fan of that one. Yeah, not into it. He looks it. dirt. First of all, he's naked, so put some pants on. Uh huh. That's pretty <laughs> gross. A little hairy, kind of green. Mm-mm. He's all covered in like mud. 
I just washed these sheets. <laughs> so that kind, no. But Yes. Okay, yeah. I think I would agree with that. I would totally be friends with our version that we just made up that's not at all <laughs> anything like the myth. Yes, me yes. too. Absolutely. And do we believe? Eh, I think we maybe. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. We maybe believe. Yeah. It, friendly. <laughs> friendly kind only. Friendly kind only, please, but also maybe scary things exist. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well. Good job. Thank you for teaching <laughs> me about my nightmares. I hope it was at least, like, informative and kind of, like, fun. I thought it was interesting. I legitimately had, I, like, I think I had heard of them as a concept, but I didn't really know anything about them beforehand. I, so this was fun. I think I heard the this, this first story, although they summarized it a lot better. And I don't know if it was Lore or one of the other podcasts that talked about it, but it was not the subject of the podcast. It was a, an extra... Just, like, a mention. Yeah, and they talked about just the origin story of what a nightmare is. If it was Lore, that's probably where I had heard of it from. Yeah. Or that it was myths and legends. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was one of those. It was a long time ago. And that always had me fascinated. So yeah. that's where I got nice. well, That's where I got the thought from. So yeah, I will find something to teach you about next time. Sounds good. I think we should do something a little bit less scary. Yeah, we'll do something more pleasant. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good ha- idea. Spooky time is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just, we should just do it like this. Just switch off and telling yeah. each other things. So I like it. We'll see how this goes for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was one Nessie. <laughs> Yay! So we are part of the Not Staff for Work podcast network, along with uh, other awesome podcasts like Queerly There and uh, The Lasso and Intergalactic Express and Sapphic Skywalkers. Uh, Our handle on Twitter is at WoNessie, and you can send listener questions to us there or to our WoNessiePod at gmail.com. Sorry, my dog is barking. (laughs) There's probably a squirrel down there. Um, Uh, Or... A murderer, like we discussed before. Yeah, fingers crossed for squirrel. Um, <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your fine podcast products uh, to get up-to-date news on all our shows. And you can subscribe to either our individual feed or there's also a network feed that has just all the shows on it. And then rate and review. Yeah. Get I'd us, like to get some stars on our There are some stars up. Yeah, I think we still don't have enough to have a rating. Yeah. So that'll be like a real milestone when Some, we have a rating. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. And we love to hear from you guys. And if there's anything that you think that you, you, know, you want to hear about or we can improve on, just let us know. Yay. Practice good sleep hygiene. <laughs> Sweet dreams, everyone. All right. <laughs> Bye. something cool i had an idea of one and i thought about it and i was gonna say something or type it out and then i completely forgot so now i don't remember so cool this whole sentence was pointless (laughs) and unhelpful (laughs) it's the tagline for our podcast (laughs) pointless and unhelpful